This week's five-minute Rashi analyzes the Rashi on Perak Kafav Pasuk Nun Hei in Parshat Pinchas. This section of the Torah is describing how the land of Israel will be divided up amongst the Jewish people. And there's an apparent contradiction between Kafav Nun Gimel, which says, La'ela techalek ha'aretz, to these people, that is, those who are just listed as those entering into the land of Israel, will be divided the land. And Pasuk Nun Hei, which says the land will be divided, Lishmot Matot Avotam, according to the names of the tribes of the fathers. The Gemara in Baba Batra, Daf Kuf Yudzayan Omadalaf, points out this contradiction and asks, therefore, is the land to be divided amongst those who enter into the land of Israel or amongst the previous generation, those who left the land of Egypt? The Gemara gives various answers, and Rashi adopts that of Rabbi Yochanan, and almost verbatim quotes his words. And Rashi says, Shina hakatav nachala zu mikol hanachalot Torah. The verse makes a distinction between this inheritance and all other inheritances in the Torah. Shakol hanachalot hachayim yorshim et hameitim, v'kan meitim yorshim et hachayim. In all other cases of inheritance, the living inherit from the dead, but here the dead inherit from the living. And Rashi goes on to explain. Imagine there were two brothers who left the land of Egypt. Let's call them Reuven and Shimon. And Reuven had one child, and Shimon had three. Now one might think that those four children who enter into the land of Israel each get one portion. But it's not so. Because the grandfather of these four, i.e. the father of Reuven and Shimon, who himself lived and died in Egypt, as it were, inherits from his grandchildren, and he gets four portions in the land of Israel. These are divided amongst his two sons, Reuben and Shimon, who each get two. So Reuben's one son gets two portions, and Shimon's three sons also gets two portions, because they are the, those who benefit from their grandfather, but their grandfather, who is now dead, inherited from his grandchildren the living. In this way, the, li- the, the dead inherit from the living. What can we understand from this strange arrangement? The Kedushat Levi says that the mission of those who left Egypt was to enter into the land of Israel, but because of the sin of the spies, this was denied to them. It is therefore their children who give shlemut, who give completion to the mission of the previous generation. In this way, the dead inherit completion from the living. Perhaps this can be compared to the story of Avraham, who, as we read in Perak Yudbet of Bereshit, Pasuk Hay, set off to journey to the land of Israel and made it to the land of Israel. And the wording of the verse there clearly contrasts with the journey made by Avraham's father, Terach, in Bereshit Perak Yudalaf, Pasuk Lamad Aleph, who also set off for the land of Israel, but stopped when he came to Haran. As if the Torah is telling us that it was Avraham who completed Terach's mission, and thereby gave completion to the destiny of Terach. Rav Simpson Raphael Hirsch says we learn two messages from this particular arrangement of the inheritance. The first is that Hashem's promise will definitely be fulfilled. And that is the message that was given to those languishing in the slavery in Egypt. They, as it were, were assured that they would enter into the land of Israel, but not them necessarily, but rather their grandchildren from whom they will inherit. And the second message is that the greatest attainment of parents is children and grandchildren, 
who prove themselves loyal and true to their heritage. And therefore, those children, by attesting to the merits of the parents and atoning for their shortcomings, are the ones who bequeath their inheritance back to their parents and grandparents. But we can add something else that this tells us about the nature of the relationship between the Jewish people and the land of Israel. I once heard a story from Rav Shlomo Riskin, who describes how Ben-Gurion once asked the advice of another pioneering Zionist leader, Yitzchak Tabenkin. The question was whether a particular plan for dividing the land between the Jews and the Arabs should be accepted by the Zionist movement. The story goes that Tabenkin said to Ben-Gurion that he needed 24 hours to consult with two particular people before giving his answer. A day later, he gave the answer, actually in the negative, which Ben-Gurion went on not to follow. But then Ben-Gurion asked him who were the two people whom he had to ask about the fate of the land of Israel. The answer came, my grandfather who died 10 years ago and my grandson is not yet born. Tabenkin understood that his generation was building the state, was creating the state of Israel, was restoring Jewish sovereignty to Eretz Israel, not just for their own sake, not just even for the generations that were to come after, but for the generations that went before as well. Because the land of Israel is the heritage of the entire Jewish people that transcends space and transcends time. We are fortunate to live in a generation where we have seen the restoration of Jewish sovereignty in the land of Israel. And we have seen it not just for ourselves and not just for the generations of the future, but for all those generations in the past who dreamed of this day. Our achievement is inherited by them from us. Shabbat Shalom.